0: There are lots of things that could be preached about on such a feast day. I thought briefly about doing an apologetic in defense of the Blessed Mother against all the attacks which she suffers. You may think it odd that to say that the Blessed Mother suffers many attacks, but remember, we do not live in a Catholic culture. Of course she is attacked, even by those who call themselves Christians. But I didn't go that route. I thought I would review the document which declared this a feast day, defined the Assumption as a matter of Catholic dogma. In 1950, Pope Pius XII issued the Apostolic Constitution, munificissimus Deus, officially defining the doctrine of the Assumption of Mary as an article of the faith. In other words, while the Assumption of Mary into heaven has always been part of the faith, it is not always known for certain that it had to be believed if someone wanted to be Catholic. And now it is. But popes are slow to make such definite statements. He's about to put the greatest authority in the universe behind his statement. And while it is true that God would not let him say it if it were not true, since this is a matter of faith, it is also true that God gave the pope certain gifts. And he expects him to use those to do his job and not to rely solely on God's extraordinary intervention. So Pope Pius XII, before he formally defined the assumption as dogma, did his homework. And based on that work and on the grace given to him by God, the Pope made his statement about Mary's assumption. Since this work was already done and done by people way better qualified than myself, today... I'm simply going to use the work that they did. If the Pope had not encouraged us to do this, this might be considered plagiarism, but at least this time I cited my source. His Holiness writes, Christ overcame sin and death by his own death and one who through baptism has been born again in a supernatural way has conquered sin and death through the same Christ. Yet, According to the general rule, God does not will to grant to the just the full effect of the victory over death until the end of time has come. And so it is that the bodies of even the just are corrupted after death, and only on the last day will they be joined each to its own glorious soul. Now God has also willed that the Blessed Virgin Mary should be exempted from this general rule. She, by an entirely unique privilege, completely overcame sin by her immaculate conception. And as a result, she was not subject to the law of remaining in the corruption of the grave. And she did not have to wait until the end of time for the redemption of her body. So the Pope has just stated the premise. Mary was free from sin and all the effects of sin, and therefore she was not subject to the law that binds the rest of us. Her body did not have to decay and she did not have to wait until the general judgment to have her soul and body reunited. And next, Pope Pius gives examples that belief in the Assumption of Mary has always been part of the Catholic faith. Quote, Pope Adrian I sent to the Emperor Charlemagne these words from the liturgy. Venerable to us is the festivity of this day on which the Holy Mother of God suffered temporal death, but still could not be kept down by the bonds of death, who has begotten your son, our Lord incarnate, from herself. And the Gallican Sacramentary, Sacramentary is a liturgical book, a little like our Missal, as early as the eighth century, designates the assumption of Mary as ineffable mystery, all the more worthy of praise, as the Virgin's assumption is something unique among men. And the ancient Byzantine liturgy, God, the king of the universe, has granted you, Mary, favors that surpass nature. He has kept you a virgin in childbirth. Thus, he has kept your body incorrupt in the tomb and has glorified it by His divine, a divine act of transferring it from the tomb. Now, since people write prayers based on what they believe, it is obvious that since the church has included the, such things in her official prayers from the very beginning, the church has, from the earliest days, held that mary was assumed into heaven but pope pius the is also going to back up his definition with the writings of the church fathers saint john damascene it was fitting that she who had kept her virginity intact at childbirth should keep her own body free from all corruption even after death it was fitting that she who had carried the creator as a child at her breast should dwell in the divine tabernacles It was fitting that the spouse, whom the father had taken to himself, should live in the divine mansions. It was fitting that she, who had seen her son upon the cross, and who had thereby received into her heart the sword of sorrow, which she had had escaped in the act of giving birth to him, should look upon him as he sits with the father. It was fitting that God's mother should possess what belongs to her son, and that she should be honored by every creature as the mother and as the handmaid of God. Saint Germanus of Constantinople. You are she who, as it is written, appears in, in beauty, and your virginal body is all holy, all chaste, entirely the dwelling place of God, so that it is henceforth completely exempt from dissolution into dust. Though still human, it is changed into the heavenly life of incorruptibility, truly living and glorious, undamaged, and sharing in perfect life. And another very ancient writer asserts, As the most glorious mother of Christ, our Savior and God, and the giver of life and immortality, has been endowed with life by him, she has received an eternal incorruptibility of the body, together with him who has raised her up from the tomb and taken her up to himself in a way known only to him. But these men, these holy fathers of the church, were immersed in sacred scripture. And their knowledge of the revelations of the good God is rooted in those scriptures. And so now his holiness turns there for support for this doctrine of the assumption. He says, King David wrote, arise, O Lord, into your resting place, you and the ark which you have sanctified. Since God has looked upon the Ark of the Covenant built of incorruptible wood and placed in the Lord's temple as a type of the most pure body of the Virgin Mary, preserved and exempt from all the corruption of the tomb and raised up to such, a gl- such glory in heaven. In treating of this subject, the fathers also describe her as the queen entering triumphantly into the royal halls of heaven and sitting at the right hand of the divine Redeemer. Likewise, they mention the spouse of the canticles, that, quote, goes up by the desert as a pillar of smoke, of aromatical spices, of myrrh and of frankincense, to be crowned. These texts are proposed as depicting that heavenly queen and heavenly spouse who has been lifted up to the courts of heaven with the divine bridegroom, says Pope Pius Twelfth. Moreover, he continues, the scholastic doctors have recognized the assumption of the Virgin Mary of God as something signified not only in the various figures of the Old Testament, but also in that woman clothed in the sun whom John the Apostle contemplated on the island of Patmos. Similarly, they have given special attention to these words of the New Testament, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women." since they saw in the mystery of the Assumption the fulfillment of that most perfect grace granted to the Blessed Virgin and the special blessing that countered the curse of Eve. The Pope goes on, Bishop Amadeus of Los Armes held that it is wrong to believe that her body has seen corruption because it was really united again to her soul and, together with it, crowned with great glory in the heavenly courts. St. Anthony of Padua writes, Hence it is that the holy psalmist writes, Arise, O Lord, into your resting place, you and the ark which you have sanctified. And he asserts that just as Jesus Christ has risen from the death over which he triumphed and has ascended to the right hand of the Father, so likewise the ark of his sanctification has risen up since on this day the Virgin Mother has been taken up to her heavenly dwelling. St. Albert the Great. It is manifest that the most blessed mother of God has been assumed above the choirs of angels, and this we believe in every way to be true. St. Bonaventure, again commenting on scripture, who is this that comes up from the desert flowing with delights, leaning upon her beloved? He reasons thus, her blessedness would not have been complete unless she were there as a person, and the soul is not a person but the soul joined to the body is a person. It is manifest, then, that she is there in soul and body, otherwise she would not possess her complete beatitude. In the 15th century, St. Bernardine of Sienne collected and diligently evaluated all the medieval theologians on this topic, and he adds himself, after his study, Moreover, it is reasonable and fitting that not only the soul and body of a man, but also the soul and body of a woman, should have obtained heavenly glory. Finally, since the Church has never looked for the body of the relics of the Blessed Virgin, says the Pope, nor proposed them for the veneration of the people, we have proof on the order of sensible experience. the very suggestion that one should would search the relics of the mother of god would have horrified saint robert bellarmine who quote exclaimed that who i asked could believe that the ark of holiness the dwelling place of the word of god the temple of the holy spirit could be reduced to ruin my soul is filled with horror at the thought that this virginal flesh which had begotten god had brought him into the world and nourished him and carried him could have turned into ashes or given over to be food for worms. In like manner, St. Francis de Sales, after asserting that it is wrong to doubt that Jesus Christ has himself observed, in the most perfect way, the divine commandment by which children are ordered to honor their parents, asks this question. What son would not bring his mother back to life and would not bring her into paradise after her death if he could? and certainly this son could. St. Alphonsus writes that Jesus did not wish to have the body of Mary corrupted after death since it would have redounded to his own dishonor to have her virginal flesh, from which he himself assumed flesh, reduced to dust. St. Peter Canisius writes, this teaching that Mary was assumed body and soul into heaven has already been accepted for some centuries. It has been held as certain in the minds of pious people and it has been taught to the entire church in such a way that those who deny that Mary's body has been assumed into heaven are not, only, are not to be listened to patiently but are everywhere to be denounced as over-contentious or rash men and as imbued with a spirit that is heretical rather than Catholic. The famous Jesuit scholastic Suarez Quite ahead of his time, said, "This mystery was to be believed with the same firmness of assent that as that given to the immaculate conception of the Blessed Virgin." Thus, he already held that such truths could be defined. Pope Pius XII sums up and comes to his point: all these proofs and considerations of the holy fathers and the theologians are based upon the sacred writings as their ultimate foundation. These set the loving mother of God, as it were, before our very eyes as most intimately joined to her divine son and as always sharing his lot. Consequently, it seems impossible to think of her, the one who conceived Christ, brought him forth, nursed him with her milk, held him in her arms, and clasped him to her breast as being apart from him in body, even though not in soul, after this earthly life. Since our Redeemer is the Son of Mary, He could not do otherwise, as the perfect observer of God's law, than to honor not only His eternal Father, but also His most beloved Mother. And since it was within His power to grant her this honor, to preserve her from the corruption of the tomb, we must believe that He really acted in this way. We must remember especially that since the second century, the Virgin Mary has been distinguished by the Holy Fathers as the new Eve, who, although subject to the new Adam, is most intimately associated with him in that struggle against the infernal foe, which, as foretold in the Proto-Evangelium, would finally result in that most complete victory over the sin and death, which are always mentioned together in the writings of the Apostle of the Gentiles. Consequently, Just as the glorious resurrection of Christ was an essential part of the final sign of his victory, so that struggle which was common to the Blessed Virgin and her Divine Son should be brought to a close by the glorification of her virginal body. For the same apostle says, When this mortal thing hath put on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. And thus says Pope Pius XII, while the illusory teachings of materialism and the corruption of morals that follows from these teachings threaten to extinguish the light of virtue and to ruin the lives of men by exciting discord among them, in this magnificent way, assenting to the truth of Mary's bodily assumption, all may see clearly to what a lofty goal our bodies and souls are destined. And finally, it is our hope that belief in Mary's bodily assumption into heaven will make our belief in our own resurrection stronger and render it more effective. Therefore, Pope Pius concludes, by the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ, of the blessed apostles Peter and Paul, and by our own authority, we pronounce, declare, and define it to be divinely revealed dogma that the Immaculate Mother of God, the ever-Virgin Mary, having completed the course of her earthly life, was assumed body and soul into heaven. Hence, if anyone, which God forbid, should dare willfully to deny or call into doubt that which we have defined, let him know that he has fallen away completely from the divine and Catholic faith. If any man should presume to make such an attempt as to counter this definition, let him know that he will incur the wrath of Almighty God and of the blessed apostles, Peter Peter